0: and truth. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul, powered by JTR Roofing.
2: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The White House says President Trump will pay his respects to the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg on Thursday. The president will join mourners at the Supreme Court where the late
0: Justice is lying in repose. Her casket is on display outside the court building for two days of public viewing. Mr. Trump has said Ginsburg was an amazing woman who led an amazing life. He is moving quickly to name her successor with an announcement set for Saturday.
2: White House correspondent Greg Cluxton Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts says Justice Ginsburg had many positive qualities.
0: The voice in court and in our conference room was soft,
2: but when she spoke, people listened.
0: Among the words that best describe Ruth, tough, brave, a fighter, a winner, but also thoughtful, careful,
2: compassionate, honest. Thousands are expected to pay their respects over the next two days. Ginsburg died Friday at 87 from metastatic pancreatic cancer. Also at townhall.com, Johnson & Johnson beginning a huge final study to try to prove if a single-dose COVID-19 vaccine can protect against the virus. The study will be one of the world's largest coronavirus vaccine studies so far, testing the shot in 60,000 volunteers. In the U.S., South Africa, Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Mexico, and Peru. A handful of other vaccines in the U.S. and other countries are already in final-stage testing. Hopes are high that answers about at least one candidate being tested in the U.S. could come by year's end, maybe sooner. He was nicknamed the Kansas Comet. Former Chicago Bears running back Gail Sayers, considered among the best open field runners the game has ever seen, has died at age 77 from dementia. Stocks remain in the red. The Dow is down 143 points. More on these stories at townhall.com.
3: I know that on those tablets Mr. Moses brought down is the commandment to not covet, but I'll confess my neighbor and his lawnmower is making it tough. He's got this stand behind ride along space shuttle that covers probably three times more space than my trusty old lawn boy. So when we have who mows the fastest races, which are completely fabricated in my head, he has some impressive advantages that I just don't have. And at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed to have a pretty special advantage of our own and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender. Which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. An advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We or United Faith Mortgage.
1: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25, Neville Park, Rome, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
0: Freedom 1570, ringing liberty and truth. I am Lee Michaels. Glad you are with us. And hope you stick with us next Tuesday for the debate, the first presidential debate. It's going to be great. should be pretty interesting, too. It's Uh, Our coverage is presented by Alpha News, and you can catch the post-debate conversation on our sister station, AM-1280, The Patriot. Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black is next on a beautiful Wednesday with sunshine and a high round 83 today. Eric Metaxas believes a few opinions have been changed during the Republican National Convention. CNN
1: allowed most of these amazing speeches to be aired by allowing these To be broadcast on CNN, which they don't normally do, some people were uh, converted to to
0: the Trump side of things. The Eric Metaxas Show, Sunday mornings at 10 on Freedom 1570, ringing liberty and truth. Fifth Season Financial is a licensed lender, not available in all states. Visit fifthseasonfinancial.com for details. Linda was suffering from stage 4 lung cancer.
4: I was dealing with the treatment, but we were running out of options.
0: The mounting financial pressure made things far worse.
4: I couldn't work anymore, and we were afraid we might lose the house we've owned for over 20 years.
0: Linda owned a life insurance policy and contacted Fifth Season Financial about its funds for living program. Linda went through the no-cost application process and was quickly offered an advance from Fifth Season Financial. Linda and hundreds of other people suffering from an advanced stage illness who own a life insurance policy have received financial help from Fifth Season Financials Funds for Living Program. Text LOVE to 411411.
4: Fifth Season helped us with more than money. They gave me my life back.
0: Fifth Season Financial Cares and we're there for you and the ones you love. If you need financial help, have an advanced stage illness and a life insurance policy, text love to 411411 for information on how to get funded quickly. Text love to 411411.
1: The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott
5: V. Black.
2: It's a great day
5: to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host. You're Radio Life Caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be again joined by uh, recent graduates from our leadership class, Leadership uh, Team 216. Uh, And today we're going to talk about storytelling. You know, we all have a story to tell, you know, um... Uh, You know, there's two people here on this radio show. There's uh, me, who you hear from, and then you hear from John, which he's the one that makes it fun and enjoyable. I just give you information. But John's the one that does the music, and he does the drops, and he's an integral part uh, of what we do here, because what we're doing is we're technically telling a story, if you think about it. Uh, Each show is a story unto itself, just like each person is a story unto themselves, you know. And really, in order to truly understand another person, uh, you must be willing to walk a mile in their moccasins. And, and what that means is you've got to be willing to put on their story. Uh, it's a different story. Some of it's truthful. Some of it's uh, non-truthful. Some of it's emotional. Some of it's just factual. But it's a story. And each person that you pass out there on, in the on the road uh, at the grocery store at the convenience store, at the gas station, they have their own story. And our minds are so powerful. Um, you know, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. And so I'm not saying we don't use all of our brain. What I'm saying is consciously we control about 3 to 5% of our experience. The rest is still going on, but it's at this place called the unconscious level. And because the unconscious brain technically runs the ship, it's the largest, most vast part of our brain that we use It's unconscious, uh, we, we need to understand how it works. And one of the things about the unconscious brain is it believes what you put in there. We have something called the reticular activating system, the brain's focal center. We have something called the basal ganglia, which is the habit center of the unconscious brain. And what I've learned a long time ago about the unconscious brain is that it it treats everything as if. Uh, It is not a differentiator of Hollywood and reality. It doesn't say, well, that picture's not real. Well, that story's not real. Remember, the right side of the brain is our creative side. So if I was going to have you creatively visualize something, I would have you tap into the left side of your brain. However, once you've actually visualized it, put it in your head, Believe it or not, it now becomes a memory because you've experienced it already. And I think it was the uh, Irish uh, News Journal or something like that about a year ago, I I saw the article that 40% of memories are made up. Yeah, 40%. That's why you can plant a seed. That's why your, your unconscious mind does not say, oh, that was a dream you had when you were five years old. Or that was a story you started telling when you were in seventh grade, and then it's slowly been altered a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. And before you know it, uh, you're believing a lie, you know, a, a lie detector test. You know, why do you think that they're not admissible in court? Because someone could get stressed out. And even if they're telling the truth, uh, it'll put out readings that are consistent with somebody lying. But you could just be nervous or scared. It might not be that you're lying. And also, conversely, someone could be such a skilled and gifted liar that they believe the crap that they're spewing from their mouth. I mean, let's be honest. Let's look at this whole Black Lives Matter thing. First of all, black lives do matter. Absolutely, 100%. I agree. Absolutely. No asterisk. But that's not what's going on. What's going on out there is people telling themselves a story that because their skin is black, life's not fair to them. Because their skin is black, uh, they're targeted, that police officers wake up every day, want to kill them. Uh, because their skin is black, anything that bad that's ever happened to them, happened to them because they are black. And it's that story uh, that they're telling themselves that causes them to act and respond the way they do. It's the story that we tell that cops are out to get you, so if a cop pulls you over, resist them, fight them, attack them, go for their weapons, run from them, go in your car and pull out a weapon. Oh, my gosh. I can give you a 100% guarantee. If you follow the orders of a law enforcement officer, if you don't attempt to beat up a law enforcement officer while they're arresting you, if you don't attempt to reach for a weapon or hide your hands or put them in a position where you could be grabbing something that they know nothing of, I bet your chances of being alive exponentially increase. I'm just saying that. And look what's happening in my second home of Minneapolis. Again, the city's burning. Why? Because the story that people want to continue to tell themselves. And the media and Frey or fry, your wacko mayor up there, is telling the same story. <laughs> that, that black people are victims that black people are treated unfairly, that cops want to wake up every day to figure out how they're going to kill a black person. Those are stories that if you tell your brain something long enough, you start believing the lies. Uh, I mean, it's just basic common sense. And you got to know the power of stories. Over the years, I've learned that stories are more memorable because of the images and emotions contained in them. The lesson of the story sticks because it's embedded in an image. The story sticks more the more emotionally involved we are. That's why the media is playing us. That's why people like LeBron James are just irresponsible. He could be such a powerful force for good. Instead, he feeds the hate. He feeds the lie. He feeds the story that all black people are victims and act like a victim. And the thing with a victim is a victim always needs a rescuer. And when the rescuer does not meet the victim's paradigm, doesn't rescue him quick enough or in the proper way, then victims become persecutors. Now the one who was victimized now is the one victimizing other people. Uh, and two wrongs don't make a right. See, in his book, Mirroring People, Marco Iacoboni asks. Why do we give ourselves over to emotion during the carefully crafted, heart-rending scenes in certain movies? Why? Because mirror neurons in our brains recreate first the distress we see on TV. See, we've got to walk in people's emotion and their distress. And this whole Black Lives Matter thing is getting people emotionally worked up, so they're making this story real. Uh, uh, Marco goes on to say, at last I found a scientific explanation for what I've been teaching for the last 15 years. He calls them mirror neurons. We don't just listen to stories. We feel stories. We see images, feel emotions. And now with the 24-hour news cycle, we can watch someone being killed over and over and over and over every nine minutes. Uh, And then we get emotionally involved, and then you got wealthy, rich people that paid $40 million to play a game, tell them that you're being targeted, you're being attacked, you got fear for your life. That's terrible. Daniel Pink says stories are easier to remember because stories are how we remember. When facts become so widely available and instantly accessible, each one becomes less valuable. What begins to matter more and more is the ability to place these facts in context. In other words, when you tell a story and make a point, you make an emotional connection. Paul Zak, a professor at Claremont College and the author of The Moral Molecule, How Trust Works, researches the role of oxytocin. Oxytocin is a neurochemical in the brain that Zak says gives the it's safe to approach other signal in the brain. In his research, he discovered that if you develop tension in the story, you will sustain attention. Anybody get it? The whole Black Lives Matter thing. They got to develop this tension. You'll sustain attention. If you sustain attention, it's more likely that people hearing the story will start to share the emotions of the main characters. Don't you see it? We're being played. If people share the emotions of the main characters, that they are likely to mimic the feelings and behaviors of the characters when the story is over. This is what's going on. We're being played, player, and that's why we do this radio show. So I can bring into the light what's going on in the darkness. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to have two recent graduates join us and tell you how when they changed their story, their entire life changed. I am Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. Help me get back on my feet again. So I can be a man And
4: understand my like a
5: natural- this is the most fantastic story I've ever heard. And every word of it's true too. That's the fantastic
4: between The stimulus and the response, there is a space and in that space is your power, your freedom, Dr. Viktor Frankl. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be.
2: God's Word is power, and we need to be in His Word every day gaining wisdom. God is very patient, but because of our immoral society, we are drowning in debt, have poor public education, and corruption all around us. Our founders would be horrified at what the democratic agenda has become. With the right and left fighting each other, they get none of the work done. Please go to ProfitToAmerica.com. We're going to lose America. You can't remain silent. That's ProfitToAmerica.com. With the
0: vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com
5: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Oh, yeah, got some blues going on Thursday morning. I am Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. And today, we're talking about storytelling. Because, ladies and gentlemen, no one responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. In other words, what we respond to is the story we're telling ourselves. Uh, and man, I've been doing what I do for almost 30 years. Uh, you can go to likeitmatters.net to, to read about it. Transformational training. Two and a half days that will forever change your life. And if you don't believe me, let's go to the phone line so you can hear from a dude who is going to tell you the same story because he walked in the same shoes. So let's go to uh, line number two and let's welcome Michael to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Mr. Black. Doing well. How are you? And hey, you know, how many times in your life have you wanted an applause track lined up every time you came into a room, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Who doesn't? I know, right? That's what John said. Let me give him a little applause track. But, uh, hey, Matthew, I am doing well. I am doing well. And you uh, you were blessed last weekend. You work for a great company that believes in you, that invests in you. And they sent you to see Mr. Black at, at Leadership Awakening, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, your life's a little different today than it was last week. Is that fair to say?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I I definitely agree with that. Uh, And, you know, I heard you talking about the way you talk about yourself to yourself. And that's uh, the main takeaway I took from your your, uh, leadership course is how important that internal narrative is and how much of a difference changing that can make in your life.
5: Yeah, huge. Huge. I mean, for those that don't know, Michael, ladies, he's a good looking guy. He's young. Uh, hes I'm not a dating service, but he's young. He's successful. He's uh, got a, a lot of education. He's got a great job. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, ladies. Maybe I should start a dating service because uh, Michael's pretty hot stuff. But you know, the interesting thing, Michael, is you you came out of my training. The same way you went into my training, but honestly, and I'm hitting the theme here, what's different, and you said this is the story you're telling yourself about yourself, correct?:
3: Yeah, and you know um, uh, you know I'm 37 years old, and throughout my life, you pick up this baggage that you kind of carry along with yourself, and what what your course really taught me how to do is become aware of some of that baggage. And then understand what what it's doing to my head and my external, uh, you know, projection to people. And then be able to get rid of it and release it so that I can move forward uh, and reach my potential.
5: Yeah. And you hit right on. You you get tagged. You know, we get tagged. It's kind of like I use the analogy of a boat. You know you put a boat in the water, and if it stays in the water too long, you got to pull it out because stuff gets attached to the hole, and so you got to yep. scrape the hole and and that's what we do. We go through life and we have trauma i mean uh you know we you and I had uh, interesting childhoods they they weren't uh, the little house on the prairie type they weren't the ones that you a lot of people love there's challenges there's trauma there's drama uh, and, and the problem is Dr. Adler told us that by the time we're six years old. A majority of our map of reality is in place, so as 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 children we we are meaning making creatures. we connect dots. Why daddy? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why did he say that to her? Why is she doing that to him we We start connecting dots this is called our map of reality it 's the structure of our belief system, uh, and by the time we 're six years old, a majority of that 's in place, and for some of us, man uh, childhood was traumatic. Uh, and we were told to believe that we weren't this, we weren't that, or we're this or we're that. And unless we deal with those belief systems, unless we start looking at the story that was scripted when we 're younger we 're going to play the same story over and over, even though we 're a different person and and, and michael I, I got your uh, uh, your share of the fire this is the that four questions I asked you at the end of class when it was all done. It says, uh, briefly share what your biggest block in life or business was before attending and you put i wasn 't reaching my potential because I held up protective barriers and had self destructive thoughts that weren 't allowing me to have real relationships with people and Again, one thing I noticed early on is that you're a good guy, and yet if you don't believe you're a good guy, if you don't think you fit in, if you don't think this or don't think that, then you act accordingly – uh, and, man, wh- what's different about you today is you believe what other people see. I see a powerful man. I see a committed man. I see a man who wants to be the best of the best, a, wa- a man who wants to, to, to continue to be under construction, being a little bit better today than yesterday. And now you've, re- you've basically deconstructed some of those lies, some of the old story, and you've recreated a new story. And that affects you every day, Correct.
3: Yeah, it it definitely does. And, uh, you know, you're right. A lot of the things we tell ourselves are lies and, you know, we're talking about, uh, growing up with trauma, you know, there's lots of people with dysfunctional families, myself included. And a lot of times that as a child, you uh, almost attach your identity to some of that dysfunction and you blame yourself for it. And, you can carry that your whole life if you don't figure out how to uh, get rid of the lies and, you know, take all that out of your head.
5: Yeah. You know, we actually have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day, 30 to 60. That's a lot. Uh, And man, and and what we believe is what we listen to over and over. And most people aren't aware of their self-talk because we're all thinkers and thinking, as you realize this weekend, was just talking to yourself, and what's going on right now this week is you have a different story that you're telling yourself, a, a different thing. I mean, just a couple things. What have you noticed different? You know, last Thursday at this time you were getting ready to come to my class, not knowing what you were signing up for. Uh, but what what have you noticed different this week about yourself?
3: Uh, I'd say uh, just a positive outlook, uh, more excitement, uh, more passion and uh you know i'm able to connect with people easier because i don't have these barriers up uh these self-protective barriers which i found out in your class are essentially lies and they're doing nothing for me um but you know uh, this morning i was uh, taking a shower before work and i'm going through my head what am i excited about today what am i grateful for today and it's just a different mindset. It's a, it's really fun and exciting, and uh, it's great to have that, you know, different outlook on life.
5: Yeah, and again, I want you to know that Michael's a successful man. He works for one of my good companies, makes good money, he's healthy, he's good-looking. I mean, if anybody looking at Michael on the outside saying, that dude's a stud, he's got to all go in his way. But what wasn't going his way was the story he was telling himself based on past experience, based on past trauma, and based, honestly, on what other hurting people said and did to him. And one thing I realized a long time ago is a general rule is hurting people hurt people uh and that's the difference and you probably notice your ability to connect with people is different too are you are you seeing yourself connecting more with people
3: yeah definitely i mean i was out to dinner with my dad last night and we just had a a much better conversation than we had in the past and uh it's really interesting and in that the hurting people hurt people is a takeaway that i really uh grasped onto from your class and uh my Actually, my dad and I were talking about that because, you know, like a lot of people, he didn't have a perfect childhood either. So it was just an interesting talk, and uh, I think both of us gained a lot out of it.
5: Oh, without a doubt. And now you had a chance to walk a mile in your dad's moccasins. Remember, our parents did the best they could. They were basically doing to us what was done to them, and usually a little bit less than the bad stuff that was done to them and a little bit more of the good stuff that was done to them. But, you know, that's the difference. Your relationship with your dad has bonded more so because you had a chance to walk in his shoes and realize, wow. And my dad was a, a monster. He, uh, he abused us. Uh, but I had to realize he was a hurting man. And at one point, I had to ask myself this question. What type of childhood did my dad have to have in order for him to think it's okay to beat on kids and beat on a woman? And I got that question answered, and it ripped my soul out. Uh, because as bad as my childhood was, my dad's was a lot worse. It, it doesn't condone or make it okay what he did. That's between him and God. I, I, our job is to forgive. Let, you know, God says, uh, uh, "Vengeance is mine," declares the Lord. I will repay. Leave, leave a uh, leave space for God's vengeance. He'll take care of it. But you know, when we forgive. And when we understand people, and that's what's lacking today, is forgiveness and understanding. What Michael, what would you tell someone? You're a leader, you you're a guru, you like to get better, you like to grow, you're under construction. What would you tell someone out there that's been listening to my radio show or just stumbled on this radio show? Why would you suggest somebody, anybody, should take leadership awakening? What would you say to them?
3: You know, I, I told this story uh in the class actually near the end and I'm a person that's always looking to get better. I'm always trying to improve myself and gain wisdom. And I've, you know, my whole life I've read books and self-help books and business books and you name it. And um, it was interesting because up until that class, I really never put all the pieces together and determined and figured out what was going on. Why am I not reaching my potential? And You, Mr. Black, because you've uh, dealt with so many individuals over your life, you were able to pick up on it almost in probably about an hour. And you know, (laughs) aware the first step to uh, to uh, making a change. And then I became aware, and then throughout all the exercises of your class, I was able to kind of let it go and release it, and uh, and I had a lot of fun doing it at the same time. So. I would definitely recommend your class to pretty much anybody because no one's perfect and we're always under construction. So it it was a great experience.
5: Awesome. Well, hey, brother, we're getting ready to go hard break. I know you're busy, man. Thank you so much for sharing your experience, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Okay, my friend? Thanks, Mr. Black. All right, buddy. God bless you. I am Mr. Black. Today we're talking about the story you're telling yourself. We'll be back in three minutes.
2: Reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience.
5: Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included.
4: Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Dallas-Fort Worth, September 24th through the 26th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
1: Wearing a mask. It's not just about protecting yourself. It's about protecting the ones around you, your loved ones, your neighbors, your community. Yes, it can be a little uncomfortable. And yes, it's a look we're not used to. But these are minor inconveniences that will have a major impact on overcoming COVID for the good of us all. So stay safe and mask up, Minnesota, not just for you. For everyone around you. Brought to you by the state of Minnesota. Hi, Mike Hilborn here of Roof to Deck Decoration. If there was ever a year to decorate your home with Christmas lights, this would be it. I will personally meet with you to come up with a beautiful design for your home or business. We provide all of the Christmas lights, wreaths, garland, and extension cords. My employees, not subcontractors, will install the Christmas lights and greenery on your home. If a bulb burns out, we will fix it within 12 hours. We'll even take the lights down after the holidays and store them at our warehouse. Visit us at RoofToDeckDecoration.com.
5: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. A little pomp and circumstance right here on Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. This is your stop on your dial. When you want to be better today than you were yesterday, better tomorrow than today, this is what we do on the radio. And if you really want to be good, like really, 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 really good, then go to likeitmatters.net because I do two-and-a-half-day intensives. I've been doing them for almost 30 years which is why I get to be on the radio. This is my fifth year on the radio. But first of all, I had to prove myself in the trenches, walking with people for 30 years, uh, intimately getting to know people, seeing patterns, 10,000-plus patterns over and over and over. And that experience, that knowledge, uh, that history... Is what I share in my classes. That's why you hear these people talking the way they talk, not because uh, I put two pills in front of them, one blue and one red, and one pill makes you smaller, and one pill makes you larger. Nope, not what we're doing. It's real structural change. And if you don't believe me, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to line number two, and let's welcome Zach to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, my friend? How you doing, Mr. Black? You know, not as good as you, but I'm pretty good nonetheless. <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, it's, it's a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor. So, uh, it's okay. Uh, Hey, so you, uh, you were a part of team 216, uh, tell our listening audience, how did you wind up outside my door a week ago uh, today? What, what, how, how did you get to leadership awakening?
6: Uh, yeah. So it was actually a, a recommendation, um, uh, from our chairman of the board, Randy Keen, to our CEO, Charlie Alvarez. So, uh, Randy had been through the training probably like 20 years ago um, and just uh, highly recommended it. And in uh, uh, full transparency, I, I had no idea what we were kind of signing up <laughs> for. And, uh, uh, you know, just went along with it with an, a, an open mind and uh, uh, just came out the other end just completely, you know, amazed and, and transformed in some of the stuff that we were able to learn and, and more importantly, that I was able to do. So, You
5: know, Zach, really for a- well, and you're a you're a big guy. I think you said you're a nationally a Jew, right? I was a, you look like Italian. You look Italian but you said Jewish, but uh you know, you are a big teddy bear. You really are, you know. I I think of Thursday night when the whole thing got started, I think I I saw little puppy dog eyes, little Lincoln eyes, like what what are you yelling at me for? What's wrong? You know? Thursday night when that whole thing got started, I mean Randy Keaton. A lot of respect. I, I respect Randy, known him for 20 years. Uh, he credits me with having a huge impact in his life 20 years ago. Uh, but Thursday night, five, ten minutes into class, here's this guy that you respect who sent you this class. But what's going through your head on Thursday night? What are you thinking?
6: Um, just uh, you're kind of wrapping your head around things. And so uh, you first go in and you're like, what, what's going on? You know, I, I, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm, I'm necessarily doing what am I going to get from this? And then you, you kind of just try and put all your thoughts aside and just, you know, I think you you said it perfectly, just trust you, trust the process and don't think. (laughs) And so, you know, I think uh, about two hours in or three hours in, I was like, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to give it my all and and just try something new and try a different experience. I was tired of kind of going through life and just checking the boxes and, and I felt like I was in a rut for the past couple of months and even longer. And, uh, you know, and so I was just tired of it. <laughs> you know, you just get tired of just yeah. doing the same thing over and over. And and so I, I was needing a, a change desperately.
5: Yeah. And, you know, what you said is interesting because we always hear people tell us, think, you know, put on your thinking cap. Why don't you think before you do something? And, and in my class, you got a totally different command, a totally different suggestion. I said, turn it off. Turn off your head. I mean, we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts uh, per day. Uh, You know, 50 million Americans are struggling with depression, and a majority of depression falls in the category called situational depression. And what causes situational depression is our self-talk the way we talk to ourselves. So I actually told you, turn it off, turn off your head, be fully present with me out here. Let's clean up what's going on in your head and then we'll put you back in there. And so once you decided that, you know, two or three hours into it, you just, okay, I'm gonna trust Randy, I'm gonna trust the process, I'm gonna be fully present, things started shifting. And, and there, usually at some point in the training, I've been doing this 30 years, no matter how someone comes in the class, a shift takes place where it starts making more sense. You know, people see themselves getting into it more. Do you remember where that shift took place for you? Uh, yes. It
6: happened on uh, Friday in the middle of the day. Um,
5: and I, so I, something shifted day. for you.
6: Yeah. I just I, Go I realized what I really wanted. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm fortunate enough. I have a, a, a great job and, you know, and successful and have a lot of friends, Um, but I felt like there's just been like a piece of of myself missing, and I didn't know what that was. Even that night and in that morning, I don't think I kind of realized what it was until, you know, I kind of, you helped me lay it all out and and provided a lot of clarity for me in terms of what's really, really important in life, and how do you want to be remembered, and and what do you want to be in the fit.
5: Yeah, and and it's it's like Doctor Covey talked about in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I know exactly what you're uh, you talk about. We're supposed to begin with the end in mind. Go to the very end, and then ask ourselves, uh, what you know, if I was going to live my life as the man or woman that I was created to be, how would I be remembered when I'm no longer on this planet? How will people speak of me? How will I want to be remembered? And once you begin with that end in mind, uh, everything changes. And and for you, it's all changed. And, I mean, what have you noticed different about yourself this week? You probably know a lot of differences. What have you noticed different about Zach this week?
6: Um, so that's a really, really good question, and I asked myself that, and I knew you were going to ask me that question. And I think uh, <laughs> there's actually probably five or six things that I've noticed, but to pinpoint it is a, a just a, a clarity and, and a lack. A, 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 I feel like I have less burden on my shoulders you know, and so uh, I've been working incredibly hard, long hours and, um, you know, and and stressed out all the time. And I don't know, I woke up Sunday morning and I felt like the the stress kind of went away. And I felt like I knew what I really wanted to do. And and now I feel like I'm aligning myself to that vision. And then the second thing is just listening to people. You know, we've uh, we started playing music and doing some songs on our calls and and having a little bit more fun and, and Uh, You know, I realize that we have some incredible employees and uh, I'm going to make sure that I I take the time to get to know them all. Wow.
5: So you, you saw the value of people that each one of those bodies walking around inside. There's a story. Each one of those bodies is a living, breathing human being, a person that has pain and has desire, a person who wants to love and be loved, a person who has some trauma and drama, a person who wants to know they matter. A person who wants to provide and be secure. Uh, so you're looking at people differently, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely and for correct. those that know Zach's, a, I mean, good, again, a good-looking guy, tall guy, uh, got a huge smile. He's probably got a soft, like a uh, soft heart, like a puppy dog. Wouldn't want to hurt anybody. I mean, when I look at you, Zach, that's what I see: a good-looking young man who wants to do the right thing, who loves family. Right? Big family. Family matters to you, correct?
6: Absolutely, my family's everything.
5: Yep, and I think in the class, what you realize is you become familiar with seven other people your five classmates your two staff you saw people for who they were you stopped looking at the outside and you pierced into the soul and saw the inside and now do you feel like team 216 that those are those are people are like family to you
6: of course 216 lean and mean that's our uh, class name they're probably listening right now that's <laughs> uh, their relationship going um absolutely they're, yeah 100 family
5: Oh, that's so cool! So uh, let me ask you: what, what 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 are you hopeful about in the future? Now that you got a new mindset, you're telling yourself a new story. As you look forward, what is Zach hopeful about?
6: Yeah. So, um, what am I hopeful for about is a great question. I, I think the answer is is I just I want people to see me in the right light, and not for their perspective, but for my own. And so, you know, I I feel fortunate enough that at at my position at my company, people kind of view me in that light and I'm looked to as a leader. But I want to do that in all aspects of life. And so I want to start making personal Uh decisions on a daily basis that just impacts people for the better. And people can look at them and say, hey, man, that, that guy actually had an impact or a change or something positive in my life.
5: Wow. And that's really how I want to be remembered too. I want to be remembered for the impact I had on people's lives that no matter how long I live or how short I live, uh, I want to know I made a difference that there are people's lives who are better because I was given the gift of life. Have, have you had a chance to reach out to uh, your nominator and, uh, and thank him for uh, sending in the class?
6: Yeah. Randy actually came in, uh, he was in the office on Tuesday for one of the, he had a meeting here. And so, uh, we kind of chit-chatted and spent about 30 to 45 minutes. And uh, uh, we have a follow-up date next week to, to kind of go through some stuff. But um, it was great. You know, you share the experience. You can see it in each other's eyes. You can't really talk about it because there's two other people in the office.
5: Yeah. Um,
6: but you kind of yeah. know just without knowing, you know. And uh, it was, oh, it was it so was cool. huge smiles when you talk about the class from him 20 years ago and for me three days ago. <laughs>
5: Isn't that funny? He still remembers that like it was yesterday and Randy's a successful guy, done a lot of things. And a class that he went through, a forty eight hour class he went through twenty years ago, he still remembers. When he starts talking about it he sparkles in his eyes, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And he's like a kid in a
6: candy shop. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I've got people call me up from, from went through training 25, 30 years ago and said, I still remember. That is one of the greatest compliments. Well, anyway, Zach, we're getting ready to go to heartbreak. Uh, I appreciate you so much. You give a big hug to Lincoln for me, uh, and, uh, look forward to following up with you off the radio so we can put all the pieces together. Okay.
6: Yes, sir. Have a good day. All
5: right, buddy. Thanks, Zach. You know, ladies and gentlemen, no one responds to reality. What we respond to is our personal map of reality. In other words, the story you're telling yourself, whether it's true or not, you act as if it is true. That's how your unconscious mind works. And so you've got to be careful of the story you're telling yourself. And you've got to be careful of the story that you allow other people to speak into you. Remember, the drama triangle says that there's persecutor, there's a victim, and there's a rescuer. And the story that each one of those tells themselves dictates how they show up. So I'm Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be back in three minutes.
0: Here's another legendary buy-one-get-one offer from Blue Ox Heating and Air. Purchase a high-efficiency furnace and get a free air conditioner. Now that's savings. Get full details on this legendary buy-a-furnace-get-an-AC-unit-free offer at goblueox.com. Some restrictions apply. Blue Ox Heating and Air, now offering their legendary service for electrical, too.
3: Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care.
4: Jesus said, be
5: ready, for you know not the hour which I come.
3: Jesus said, be ready, for you know not the hour which I come.
5: I almost don't want to interrupt my good friend there singing about my Lord. Boy, uh, I am Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. And if you are a follower of Jesus Christ then you know that you are under construction. You know, there's three steps to the Christian process. There's justification, there's sanctification, there's glorification. Justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Our works are are filthy rags. None of us is good enough for God. That's what religion is. Religion is a man's attempt to be good enough for God, and none of us can be. So we're justified when we accept the blood of Jesus Christ. And then it's sanctification. And sanctification is God using all the stuff the good, the bad, the ugly, the unfair, the unjust, the unrighteous stuff to make us more like His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And then the last one is glorification. That is perfection. And guess what? That does not happen until you take your last breath on this side of eternity and then you open your eyes in the presence of our Lord and Savior. That's it. And so uh, we're all under construction. Working to be a little bit better today than yesterday. Working to be a little bit better tomorrow than today. And that's why I always back up everything I say. This is not opinion, this is science. This is all wrapped up in uh, psychology, leadership, biology, physiology, and then wrapped with the Word of God. Not because this is a religious show, but I'm a spiritual man. Uh, and from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And one thing I talk about a lot are logical levels. Dr. Robert Diltz. Uh, in the book called uh, changing belief systems with NLP he talked about the logical levels and there's six levels There's spirit there's identity there's beliefs and values there's capabilities there's behaviors uh, and there's environment and the levels on the bottom uh, are the easiest to change and have the least impact and you don't change something from the bottom up you change it from the top down remember Einstein that pretty smart guy He said you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. Now, to me, that never made sense until I learned the logical levels because change takes place from the top down. So from the bottom up, let me work my way back up. The environment is the lowest level. It's where and when. Above that's behaviors, and that's what. Above that is capabilities, and that's how. Above that is beliefs and values. That's why. Identity is above that, which is who. And then above that is spirit, which is mean, It's meaning. And so change takes place from the top down. See, the basic level is your environment, your external constraints. And we have stories about our environment, what's healthy, what's not healthy. And then you go above that and you operate on that environment through your behavior. And we have beliefs, we have stories about what uh, our behavior should and shouldn't be. And then above that, your behavior is guided by your mental maps and your strategies, which then define your capabilities. And you have lots of stories about what you're capable of doing, what you're capable of handling. These capabilities are organized by belief systems and values. And this is really says a story about what you stand for, what you're willing to die for, what you're willing to show up for. And beliefs are organized by identity. And the beliefs about who we are is absolutely critical. And then your identity derives its essential meaning from the spirit. In other words, why are you here? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again? That's the logical levels. That's why I really change people's lives. You know, I've been on social media, <clears throat> LinkedIn and I'm confronting all these lies, the stories about this racism, systemic racism. It's a lie. But remember, the story you tell yourself is what you believe. And we got to start changing the story. And I got this article from the Washington Examiner by Dominic Mastrangelo. And it was by Jason Whitlock. You know, Jason Whitlock, I love Jason Whitlock. He's a sports columnist. Uh, and, uh, and basically, Jason says about LeBron James, he's a bigot. LeBron James is uh, promoting racism, and I've always believed that. The guy who calls himself King could be telling such a different story. Man, he could make such a positive impact. Here's a guy that makes millions of dollars playing a game that has the ultimate privilege. LeBron James' kids have the ultimate privilege. They can go anywhere they want in the world. They know everybody. They can afford everything. You Talk about privilege. And, man, LeBron James is uh, really making things worse. He's telling a story to black people that's caused them to get killed in burn-up cities. This is his quote. I know people get tired of hearing me say this, but we are scared as black people in America. What a lie. James said after Monday night's game against the Portland Troubles. James says, quote, black men, black women, black kids are terrified. That is a lie. And Whitlock rebutted James' remarks. Je- LeBron James doesn't wake up afraid in his mansion. LeBron James doesn't wake up afraid. If LeBron James gets pulled over by a cop, cops go, hey, it's LeBron James. Can I have your autograph? Right? Whitlock says LeBron James is a big and I agree. <laughs> Le- Le- Whitlock says this, I'm black. I'm not scared. I'm not terrified. Neither is LeBron James. He's lying, Whitlock wrote Tuesday on his website, OutKick. He and the political left activists controlling him want black people to immerse themselves in fear. Fear is a tool used to control people. If you comply with police instructions, there's virtually no chance of an American citizen being harmed by police. And, you know, he's talking about was Blake. Now, I feel really sorry for Mr. Blake. Now, I believe that his actions caused what happened. And again, was it was it too much? Was it uh, uh, overuse of force? I don't know. I mean, on looking on the outside, I would say it was. But, you know, we don't know. I've never had to walk in a cop's shoes. Uh, I saw earlier that Mr. Blake wrestled these cops. He fought them. He resisted arrest. They attempted to taser him. None of that worked. And then I had heard he threatened them. And he had a knife in his car. And you can see as he opened the car door, as they're telling him to stop, the cop's actually pulling on his shirt to pull him back. And he reaches down for a knife that was in his car. It's very very clear. And now the cities are burning. Look what's happening in Kenosha County. And now the story that black people keep telling themselves, and it's fed by Black, black Lives Matter because they're hateful, they're racist. That black people are being gunned down by police officers. Not true. Look at the stats. But remember, it doesn't matter what's true. What matters is the story you're telling yourself. It's just sad. And James goes on to say, if you're sitting here and telling me that there's no way to subdue that gentleman or detain him or just before the firing guns, then you're sitting here lying to not only me, but you're lying to every African-American, every black. See, he separates everything out. He wants to pit hatred and anger. And Whitlock went on to accuse James of racism. I agree. I think he's stoking it. I think he could be such a powerful force tell a different story. That you know your your chances of being shot by a cop are exponentially reduced when you obey a cop's orders, when you don't punch a cop out who's trying to arrest you, when you don't resist arrest, when you not told you know when the black community doesn't make an instant sainthood if you're killed by a white person or a cop. I mean, Dave Dorn should be a saint, but because he wasn't, he was killed by black people. You know, no one knows who Dave Dorn is. Sorry. But here, here's what Whitlock said of James. He says, quote, As a black man, that sort of racist tactic should be terrifying. That racist tactic used by LeBron James was used to deny us freedom in this country. No one who professes to care about the welfare of black people would adopt the tactics of white bigots, he said. Bigots, regardless of color, have a common trait. Ignorance. Ignorance fuels their ego. Information is their enemy. They avoid it at all costs. Negative anecdotes frame their worldview. In other words, the story we're telling ourselves dictates so much. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to go inside and we got to change the story. You've got to make sure the story you're telling yourself allows you to be more effective, more productive. You know, Dr. Franco, one of my favorite quotes, you've heard it before if you listen to the show. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. It's time to take back our power. It's time to take back our freedom. The government doesn't give it to us. God gives us to it. And we've got to control what's going on in our head, ladies and gentlemen. Because what you think about over and over, what you watch over and over, what you tell yourself over and over, that story... Whether it's true or not, dictates everything else you do or do not do. It's time to tell ourselves a different story, because we're better than this, ladies and gentlemen. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
1: This is Lee, and this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through, and now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay, 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years, so if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm
6: too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the south metro, I see all of these roofs that were replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at
0: thekingdombuilders.com that's the bringing Liberty